Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Energy Healing Conference, Five Wives Vodka, and Market Source Real Estate. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout this episode. All right. Welcome to episode 383 of I Am Salt Lake podcast. My name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. Here is a fun fact for you today, Chrissy. Did you know 383 was my old home address in Ventura, California, where I grew up? I actually didn't know that, but now I'm never going to forget it. I feel like maybe I should <laughs> I include, love fun facts. include a fun fact in every episode. <laughs> There's a podcast I listened to. I can't remember which one it was, but they, they include a fun fact to the host. I'm like, maybe I should do that. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Well, if you're new to the show, you might be wondering what it's all about. This podcast is all about showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. And we're recording today right in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City in our podcast studio. It's located in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street. And not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, uh, but this is where you can actually come and purchase your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirts. So stop on in, check this place out, and pick up a t-shirt while you're here. Who's on the podcast today, Chrissy? I'm excited for this one. This one's really fun. Today on the podcast, we actually got to talk to Dr. Gordon Pedersen. And I would try to explain to you who he is, but I think his bio is a little bit better at speaking about him than I could be. Dr. Pedersen is a PhD, ND, FAPWCA, Farm, Board Certified Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine, My Doctor Suggests Institute Medical Director, and the original co-author of Chicken Soup for the Enriched Soul. Gordon also holds five doctor's degrees, is board certified in anti-aging in regenerative medicine, and also holds a master's degree in cardiac rehabilitation and wellness. Gordon was the only intern of Jonas Salk, the American medical researcher noted for the discovery and development of the polio vaccine, and he has formulated over 150 products. After breaking his back, which left him immobile, Gordon was able to recover through a system that he created, which led him to win a bronze medal in the 2003 Utah Winter Games at the age of 43, becoming the oldest medalist. And if that wasn't enough, Gordon is also the best-selling author many times over in, in the fields of health and wellness. He has completed extensive research to help as many people as possible enjoy improved personal health, including the first formulations and studies of protein powders as they worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger and many other premier athletes. And Gordon is frequently called upon as the world's leading authority on silver as a health tool and has volunteered and personally funded efforts to bring silver's benefits into Africa's poorest communities with dramatic results on malaria, working with several national and international governmental organizations on the topic of silver. I'm excited to get into that conversation. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that in just a moment, but let's give some love to one of our awesome sponsors, Five Wives Vodka. 
You guys have heard us talk about them. Five Wise Vodka. Not only are they delicious, but they are local. And what's really awesome right now is you can actually pick up a bottle of Five Husbands. They made these especially for Pride Month. Go pick that up at the uh, local liquor store. And if you don't see it on the shelf at the liquor store, ask someone. Because I have heard a rumor that they're getting bought out so fast that they have to kind of tuck a few away. They have three different flavors. Chrissy and I are going to tell you about. We're going to hopefully inspire you to go pick up a bottle today, right guys? They have the original Five Wives Vodka. This is the one made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit and it's gluten-free. The spring is actually hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon, so it's inaccessible by vehicle, so they're having to hike this water out five gallons at a time. And for those of you who like a little more spice in your drink, you need to check out Five Wives Sinful. Sinful is a delicious cinnamon-flavored vodka. It's unlike other cinnamon products that leave a cinnamon candy taste in your mouth. Sinful is like a morning cinnamon roll, and it only has 76 calories per ounce. There's also the Five Wives Heavenly. This is a flavored vodka with a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, and this results in more vanilla and less calories. Hey, their website, fivewivesvodka.com. Make this your home screen, right, guys, when you when you uh, load up the internet. FiveWivesVodka.com. There's more recipes, more information, all that good stuff right there on the website. But the next time you head on down to uh, the local state liquor store, pick up a bottle, pick up an extra bottle. It is barbecue time. Many thanks to Five Wives Vodka for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's jump into that conversation that we had with uh, Dr. Gordon Pedersen when he came and sat down with us in our podcast studio and shared his story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Here's a question. We throw it out there. You seem like you would be a fun person to ask this, Gordon. What did your childhood smell like? Right? We all have those memories oh. of our childhood smells, right? What, what did oh, yours yeah. smell? My childhood smelled like a creek. You know, a spring morning when the creek's rolling down the, the canyon and it's picking up all the greenery and I'm out fishing on it because a lot of my childhood was spent at the creek, on the grass's edge, either trying to catch fish or dam up and make ponds. And ultimately, I just built a swing across that creek, and it was just plain joy and fun, my my young years. So where's home? Where did you Bountiful, go? Bountiful, Utah. Bountiful, Utah, on a creek, though, right? Like, yeah, right on the creek. And I just plain loved it. Barton Creek. And I built forts in the trees. I uh, dammed up the creek. My friends would all come over. We had great water fights. And uh, that was that was my childhood. I just loved it. So you stayed in Utah your whole life then, or did you move away at I was, all? I was born in Seattle. Oh, My okay. dad uh, transferred from Boeing to uh, Hill Air Force Base in aerospace sciences. And the rest of my life has been in Utah, except for the colleges that I've gone to. Before I brought you in here, a little bit of a bio was sent to us, and it says you have five doctor's degrees. Is that correct, or is, there, is, it, is that more or less, or well, what? Three of them are PhD degrees. One of them is a traditional medical degree in anti-aging medicine, and one of them is a naturopathic doctor's degree. So yes, it's correct, but I wanted to divide them up like that. Do most people go to that much school just to be a doctor? No, you'd have to ask me if I had any wisdom or common sense, but I went to school. You have to realize, though, I kept looking for a cure for my brother's Crohn's disease. Which, yeah, we were talking about that before recording, so let's get into it now. So you went to school. What was the first school you went to? Well, I went to school at Utah State University. I got an immunology 
PhD. I got a medical biology degree and went to work for the pharmaceutical companies. But we couldn't find a solution for my brother's Crohn's disease and some of our genetic thyroid issues in our family like cancer. And I started looking And so I went to the medical world and I got a traditional medical degree in anti-aging and regenerative medicine, and we still couldn't find a solution. So with the immunology research, my drug research, I worked for the world's biggest pharmaceutical company for years, we couldn't find a solution. I went and got a naturopathic doctor's degree, and it's fascinating. My brother's still alive. He's 60 years old. He's healthy. He's carried on a, a lifetime of wellness, but not cure. So I've learned to continuously learn. Going to school was part of that because it just doesn't end. Some of these issues that you have in your family just don't end. And so I wanted wellness to be in my family. Is Crohn's disease really that hard of a thing to cure? Yes. Are there really not cures for it? Yes. In fact, when we started looking, they said, we don't even know what causes it. And today, they're not sure what causes Crohn's disease, but it's an autoimmune disease, meaning the immune system is attacking the inside lining of your intestines all the time, having diarrhea, having all kinds of pain. It's like your intestines are being dissolved one cell at a time, very painful, and they can't stop it. In fact, the best treatment medical world has is to give a drug like Humira. It turns off your immune system so that it's functioning so low that it just doesn't get inflamed anymore. But they also give you chemotherapy at the same time so that they're trying to wipe out anything and everything in your intestines. Imagine every month having to go be checked for cancer because your immune system has been turned off so that your intestines don't swell. So yeah, we're looking for alternatives all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, that sounds awful. It, it, how would your body ever recuperate? Or is it, is it even possible to kind of live a healthy lifestyle having to go through that? A lot of people don't. A lot yeah. of people die early. And a lot of people are just content with taking the drugs like Humira mm-hmm. that will turn down their immune function and they'll tolerate that And in the meantime, it gives them symptom-free lifetime, but they have low immunity. So they have to deal with other problems. That may be the best answer right now. Wow. Are you still going to school? (laughs) That was a great question. I'm always going to school. but (laughs) Well, no, you seem like the type that would always be going to school, right? I'm not signed up for any classes per se, but I'm always going to school. And the way I go to school now is I go to conventions, the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. I go to the convention or I speak at the convention. I speak for a lot of different organizations that are either drug-related or my favorite one is the Naturopathic Association, where uh, I'm going to be the keynote speaker here in July. And I get to speak on, amazingly, the immune system. So I'm going to help the doctors that are naturopathic doctors focus on the solutions of the immune system. And it's fascinating. Traditional doctors don't, from my experience, they don't seem to really be into the natural ways of things. Or do you find that this is changing? It's only changing in doctors who are out of debt. Okay. So what that means is, and, and I'm a traditional doctor yeah. trained, and I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor of, of the specialty anti-aging medicine. And what I find is doctors come out of medical school in debt about 250 or 300 grand. They wow. buy a, a home and a medical practice, and they're in debt $2 million. 
and they don't dare take any chances outside of the lines they've been given by the pharmaceutical institution, by the AMA. They stay right on target until they're totally out of debt. Then they dare. It takes them about 10 years, and then they dare. And the reason they dare is because they'll have a family member, or maybe themselves, that they're just not getting well from the drugs and from the treatments that uh, are traditional in Western medicine. Then they start asking the question, if it's Crohn's disease, for instance, what can I do for the gut to make it healthy? Could this, could this probiotic help? Could these vitamins, could these minerals, could these herbs work? And then they start doing their own medical practice. Isn't it interesting? We call it a medical practice. Because you're so always they practice on their patients. I grew up in a very, my mom's very health conscious, right? Yeah. Like very natural ways of doing things. I mean, I was born at home in the seventies growing up, you know, she had the garden and everything organic and all this. And in the eighties, that was really kind of looked down, up, down, you know, you weren't cool. You weren't going to health food stores. You're the weird kid. The weird person. So I got made <laughs> fun of a lot, but now that I'm older, big, you know, whole foods and sprouts. And I mean, these are regular grocery stores that people are shopping in. It's been interesting to see the transition of how doctors and health and how people are taking control of their own bodies and their own health. It's kind of like the whole wave of like in the 60s, everybody started using processed foods and creating all these things. And then all of a sudden we realized, oh, this is really bad for us. We need to go back to the the natural way of things. And I think medicine is starting to realize that too a little bit. Like it's okay to, to find natural help also. Well, and maybe that's the reason I think ultimately I went back to school so many times was my pursuit of the truth. I don't believe any one medical discipline actually has all the truth. I don't think that everything is cured by a toxic drug. Isn't that interesting? The study of medicines is called toxicology, the study of toxics. Well, I, I got all the way through my toxicology program and realized all drugs are toxic. And I thought building a body with toxins is incomplete. So I went on to naturopathic school, but I really truly believe every medical doctor that I've ever met wants to help their patients. They want to do what's right, but their hands are tied to only using the things that are in their formulary. Vitamins and minerals aren't in their formulary. Herbal medicine isn't in their formulary. So those doctors will put themselves at risk if they use those other things. So that's why I say when doctors finally get out of debt and finally dare to go ahead and try this, they all want to help their patients and they'll use whatever it takes, whatever it takes to help them. Just some doctors are more financially free to go and do so. Let's talk about, so I had a note here for, because I'm, I'm really interested in this silver that you have going on. What is that? Well, the philosophy of it is this. Uh, I believe the human body will heal itself if you can give it the proper tools. My background said that could be traditional Western medicine. That could be naturopathic tools. That could be your own preventive tools. And I want people to become their own doctors. That's scary, though, as a doctor, isn't it? Well, you want them to take their own responsibility all the time except during a crisis. Now, 99.9% .9 of your life, you're not in a medical crisis. 
So if people will take responsibility for prevention, they'll take responsibility when they start to have that little twinge in the back of their throat, and they'll get on it right now. I like to give people some of the finest tools that the body knows how to use to get things under control so that they don't have a medical crisis. And these are my silver products, and they're in the MyDoctorSuggest.com website. I've got liquid silver. I've got gel silver you can put on your hands, on your face. Maybe one of the biggest uses is women use it vaginally because it destroys yeast and bacteria and viruses. There's no drug that can do that. So when I realized God created the human body and pre-programmed it to use natural products like silver, it's all natural, then I realized people could start giving their body what they needed to help heal themselves. I also have lozenges, like what I'm sucking on right now. What you gave us, which was delicious, by the way. Oh, I like my throat feels, I mean, I know this sounds really <laughs> dumb, but like, I love them. I've only had one and my throat feels so much better. So I put a, a full a full serving of silver in these lozenges. So now you're getting basically a medicated lozenge. And they taste great, don't they? They totally do. They don't taste medicated at all. And the people that I help with it are a lot of them are people who overuse their voices, like singers, like the people at Juilliard, like some of your local singers and some of your national singers that just plain can't function without this lozenge. One of your radio talk show hosts that has a three-hour show every day said, I couldn't do my show if it weren't for your lozenges. He puts them in his mouth and just talks away. And so for people who overuse their voices, this is an absolute godsend. So we have liquid, we have gel, we have lozenges, we have lotion, we have anti-aging tools. And basically, I just want people to have the tools they need to give their body what they need to heal themselves. In fact, the book I gave you, my book, is right there, The Silver Solution. It's a bestseller. It's sold over 300,000 copies, and it has over 480 different ways silver has a benefit for you on your body or in your body. We were talking a little bit before we got on mic about uh, singers who use your products and come to you for your products. And I said, I used to be a big singer, and it led to me having vocal nodes. So I actually I had to stop singing because of the calluses on my vocal cords and nobody ever suggested something like this for me. It was go to a year of therapy, talk therapy, uh, learn how to talk different, or we'll have surgery. Like those are my two options. But then they're like, if you have surgery, you may never be able to sing again. And so I'm hoping this takes off a little bit more in that in that realm because it's a it's such a great preventative thing that could be really helping people. Well, I'm working with a number of professional singers, names that you would know that have that very situation. And their vocal cords have been overused and strained so much that they've built nodes. They're like wart-like structures on the vocal cord. And their ears, nose, and throat specialists say, well, all we can do now is get a really sharp scalpel and cut off that node. And we hope we don't cut all the way through the cord or, whoops, sorry, you won't get to sing again. And they come panicked. Yeah. These people are professional singers. Everybody knows their names, and they come and they say, what can we do? And we just help the body heal itself. Now, silver plays a huge role because not only does it destroy bacteria that might be in their throat, like strep throat, it destroys viruses, it destroys yeast, but it leaves behind 
mobilized and activated stem cells. Stem cells are the cells of the immune system that knit the body back together and reduce inflammation. So those are the cells that can become a ligament or a tendon or a skin cell or an eye cell or in this case, a vocal cord. We really don't know all the ways the stem cell works, but we sure know that the body uses them to heal a laceration or any other kind of wound. It's those stem cells that knit the body back together and reduce the inflammation. So silver not only takes away the obstruction to healing, like bacteria, viruses, and yeast, it leaves behind an activated stem cell system that's all natural. That's why people like this. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to throw one more thing. I love silver. Like when when my older kids were very little, I didn't have health insurance. And so I always had a bottle of silver. And I had a daughter who had chronic ear infections. And I would just put the silver in her ear and it helped heal heal her ear infections too. It's brilliant. And if you realize as, as the traditional doctors go, about three years ago, the Centers for Disease Control and FDA did some studies and sent out what we call a pink sheet notice. It's on a pink sheet. It says, wake up, here's an alarming change. And in that change, it said, no longer should physicians prescribe any antibiotic for ear infections. Now, tell that to a mother of a two-year-old and the baby scream and bloody murder all night long because the eardrum is getting ready to burst. And guess what the alternative comes from the FDA? Children's Tylenol. Reduce the pain. That's the solution. Well, they found that the doctors had prescribed antibiotics so much for ear infections that it killed about 80% of the germs. The other 20% were getting so strong that they became a super germ in your ear no antibiotics could kill. So now they're having to say, stop using antibiotics, yet silver in liquid drops, dropped in the ear and left in that ear for about two to five minutes once uh, in the morning and once at night works fantastic. Why? Because we've shown that silver destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast. And ready for this? It even reverses antibiotic resistance. And according to a study done by Harvard, when you take the antibiotic with the silver, the silver prepares the bacteria surface so the antibiotic can work a thousand times more effectively. How would you like a product that can reverse antibiotic resistance and help the antibiotic work a thousand times stronger, it's silver. It's published by Harvard. This is why the future of antibiotics includes silver. In fact, we might want to turn that around and say the future of silver might include antibiotics. So that's one of my causes is to get the world at least half of the antibiotic use curtailed and start using silver so we don't have so many damaged immune systems and damaged intestinal systems. Oh my gosh, this is a really great time to start recognizing the benefits of all natural silver. Let's actually take a quick break here. We need to play a message from our sponsors, but I want to get it more in depth on this uh, silver situation. So we'll talk about it when we get back. Hang tight. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Energy Healing Conference. Tammy Anderson Ward from Hope Haven Events has produced dozens of life-changing conferences, retreats, and events since 2014, helping to bring clarity to thousands about energy healing. So we're excited to tell you about this event that she's doing, Energy Healing Conference. 
It's coming right here to downtown Salt Lake City on June 21st and the 22nd, right to the Salt Palace Convention Center. There will be dozens of nationally acclaimed speakers who are experts in the field of energy medicine, nutrition, acupuncture, qigong, chakra wellness, There's also going to be 200 alternative health vendors with unique products and services. Head on over to energyhealingconference.com so you can find out more information about this amazing conference, which is also going to include keynote speakers uh, such as Carol Tuttle, Tammy Anderson Ward, Tam Pendleton, Benjamin King. Listen up though, I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners, you're going to want to enter in the promo code that we made especially for you guys, I-M-S-L-C, all one word, I-A-M-S-L-C, you're going to want to enter that in at checkout and this is going to save you $10 off your general admission ticket. One thing you need to know is that the earlier you register, the better the price since the tickets go up as it gets closer. Again, promo code for I am Salt Lake podcast listeners. It's I am SLC, I am SLC, energyhealingconference.com is where you can check that out. That's their website. Check it out. Lots of good information up there. Again, it's coming to the downtown Salt Palace, June 21st and 22nd. We'll see you there. And many thanks as always to Energy Healing Conference for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Market Source Real Estate. I know there is a lot of listeners you are listening right now because you are looking to move to Salt Lake City. Maybe you are up for a job transfer and you're like, I got to move to Salt Lake City. Or maybe you're like Chrissy and myself where you are actually in the market to buy yourself a, a new house. Yeah. And so this is where you need to contact our friends, Monique and Jeremy Higginson of Market Source Real Estate. I want to tell you a little bit about this though. So like you said, Chris, you and I are looking for a house right now. And so we sent Monique our uh, requirements, what we wanted in a house, where we wanted to live, you know. And the thing is, we like older homes. We like the character of older homes. So they are perfect They're for perfect. this. They're perfect. And she understands to look for structural integrity, to look for, you know, just everything that's really important when you're buying that kind of home. And so we've been going back and forth and making a list and she is on the ball. She's like, let's go look right now. You know, she's ready to help us walk through all these homes and she knows exactly what to look for so we don't buy a money pit. It's because they have a background of flipping homes and they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves. So they really know the ins and outs of older homes. Their website, thinksaltlakecity.com. Go check it out. Find out more about them. Or you can give them a call, 801-810-6773. Again, the website, thinksaltlakecity.com. Or just give them a call, Monique and Jeremy Higginson at Market Source Real Estate. Their number, 801-810-6773. And we're going to tell you guys more about our whole home buying experience with them. We're excited to share that with you. Follow our journey. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So Gordon, this silver, how did you even discover it? Like, what's the story there? Or does it have a story? Well, the story of silver starts with a plague. Well, no, I'm talking about how to like for you though, to discuss, cause not, I mean, silver isn't commonly used. There's not a lot of people that use it 
when, when I think of silver, I think of like a quarter in my pocket or something, <laughs> right? Like, well, I had a good friend of mine get scratched by their cat and they got cellulitis, which is a big infection that can spread to the whole body. And it's a bacteria and antibiotics weren't getting it under control. And they were going, uh oh, and you could see this purple line going up his hand towards his heart. And everybody was going, uh oh, uh oh. And we said, well, let's try everything. And we started trying silver. And at that time, it was called colloidal silver. So that's how I discovered it. Boy, my gosh, how long ago was that? A long time ago, but I made it part of my uh, laboratory studies, and, and it just became more and more and more. And the other one was, I couldn't believe that diaper rash, bright red, bleeding, poor baby with diaper rash, could be reversed in a little as an hour and a half. And all we did was spray it with a little bit of liquid silver, kind of a gel-like silver. And I went, okay, I better pay attention to this. And there's, you said there's different kind of silvers out there because like your silver is not colloidal silver yeah there's different kinds and there's a technologically advanced kinds of silver and then there's the old silvers from 150 years ago so silver started as an ionic silver and they used it to uh, used it in photographic solutions and it would uh, make black and white serotypes and daguerreotypes and then about uh, the 19 19- 20s, they started using a liquid silver they called colloidal silver. And it wasn't much more than taking a bar of silver and sanding little teeny particles of it off, and it would trickle down into the water. And that was colloidal silver. But the problem was it would fall out of solution. And so over time, colloidal silver separates out and doesn't have the powerful charge that it could. So Then along comes something that I helped work on, and it was silver hydrosol. And it was taking silver and putting it into the water with an electromagnetic charge, like magnetic resonance imagers, you know, MRI scans we use. Well, that technology started becoming available, and we now started using it to put silver and a charge into a water molecule. And then we developed something called silver soul, and today, the latest technology that I have and that I, I sell is structured silver. We actually use structured water in an alkaline state with a charge of 10,500 volts pulsing into that water to develop a silver that doesn't fall out of solution like the colloids did. So structuring silver can cut through biofilms. Alkaline silver works with the immune system instead of causing inflammation throughout the body. You see, all other silvers up until just the last two years have been acidic, highly acidic. People only wanted to use them once in a while during an emergency. Now we have a silver that's alkaline, that's structured, that cuts through biofilms, that gets into the system, that works with the immune system. And I developed it totally because when I was in Africa working with the children over there, they they were just only taking it when they got sick. And by then it was kind of a little bit late. This way we could help the whole family take it every single day. And I thought, we shouldn't be giving them acids. We should be giving them something safer that works better. And that's why I developed the structured alkaline silver. Now, what were you doing over in Africa? Just kind of doing some some doctor work over there. Well, my heart got touched one day by all the children that were dying in Africa. And when I found out that over 50% of children in Africa die before the age of five, 
I, I said, that's intolerable. I've got to take what I have from traditional medicine, with naturopathic medicine, with research medicine. I'm going to take that all over there, and I'm going to do everything I can to help these kids that don't even have a house. And in the process, I did clinical trials, and I did four different multi-centered trials, and the result was I published a cure for malaria, and yeah, it's silver. And the silver works in an average of five days. So yeah, children are getting well in a cure in five days, and they uh, don't have to have a prescription to do it because they can't afford a prescription over there anyway. And it was just simply because I had a tender heart one day, and I just had an, I, I said, I've got to go help. And so I took everything I could to help, and we did. That's awesome. That's very cool. Now, all the different types of silver, though, back to back to the silver, it doesn't sound like you could really take the wrong one, though, right? I mean, or use the wrong one. They're all going to benefit, right? The colloidal and I don't know, all the other kinds you were just mentioning. Well, you're sort of true. Sort of true. Well, that's sort what, of true. That's what correct <laughs> Is now. that I'm, a big word I I'm, should get out of the I'm, dictionary? I'm, I'm, I'm learning true. here. Sort, sort there, there's a few things yeah. I'm going to ask you if it's going to help me for me. Well, the but. structured alkaline silver is the safest and more efficient. If you go back to the colloidal silvers, there's one problem. A lot of people made it themselves. Huh? Like around the 1920s, 1950s, you are still got people doing the 9-volt battery. I'll just make it myself. And they end up with 500,000 parts per million. And they ended up using, you know, tap water and all these impurities are in there. And what happened was you got a man who turned blue. Yeah. Yeah. You just and, talked about the two things I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. I, ask, ask the questions. I'll get there quicker. No. no. Oh, no, you're great. I well, mean, can you take too much of it? <laughs> well, you can take too much of anything. In, cla- in fact, too much water will kill you, too. Just ask the people from the Titanic. Yeah. But, oh. uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Buzzing. So, oh, was, so sorry, here's soon? the issue about the blue man. He went on TV and they just loved him. He was sitting on Oprah and he was talking about racism and skin color and he was blue and how he would be prejudiced against or for and he loved it. Well, what happened was he made his own silver and they asked him how right on television. He said, yeah, I start with nitric acid. And I put silver coins in the nitric acid, and this is such a strong acid, it will dissolve a silver coin like Alka-Seltzer. And in about a half an hour, the silver will totally bubble away and turn into a liquid. He puts in a pinch of salt, stirs it up, and drinks a half a gallon of nitric acid with silver dissolved into it every day. Well, if you do that, you're going to turn blue. <laughs> you might and die gonna, too, though. You, you, you might die. Well, I think he, he did die. He died, but it wasn't from the silver. Oh. It cured his psoriasis. It cured his seborrhea. It cured his ulcers. He couldn't function if it wasn't for his silver. That's what he claimed. Well, in review of him, he basically had a psychological attachment and loved being blue because you don't turn blue in one dose. He had to take five or 10 years to get where he started to turn blue. So, Well, it's to, like if you eat a million carrots every day, you're, you're going to slightly tinge orange, right? That's a really good point. That beta carotene will give you an orange coloring too. Yeah. So. And you could see it coming. You can stop. You don't have to keep going. So what happens is you've got newer, safer technology using structured water and silver. Those are the only two ingredients. If you go ahead and make silver the way he did with that highly acidic nitric acid, you're going to have a problem too. Well, that's been abandoned. You know what it reminds me of? 
It reminds me of the people in Kentucky when they were doing prohibition and it was illegal to have your own purchased uh, whiskey. They'd go out in the trees and make their own. Making moonshine in the bathtub. And what happened? Some went blind. Some got all these problems. Yeah, they were making it themselves in non-safe conditions. It's the same thing with silver today. You know, all the problems that come from silver come from people who are using 100-year-old technology, doing it at home, and using no quality assurance. If you buy structured alkaline silver, from my doctor suggests you're getting the finest technology, you're getting the finest product, you're getting the only alkaline silver, and my gosh, you're going to get freedom from disease under your control. Because it seems like people like the blue man that mm-hmm. yeah. actually was giving a bad name for silver for a little while there, no? Well, he, he gave it such a bad name that Health Canada put on the cover of their pharmaceutical journal, him, and pointed out that it could cause you to turn blue. How do I know this? I got called as a expert witness in their legal case. It had 24 physicians, 36 lawyers, and the head of their FDA equivalent, Health Canada, and they interviewed me for over four hours. Everything they could ask, and when they got done, they realized the blue man did it to himself with poisons that he made himself, and that silver was not going to turn you blue in the new forms of silver, like structured alkaline silver, and that it was safe and that it was beneficial. And I showed them there were 42 drugs in the physician's desk reference that are actually silver-based. And he, you know, the head of all their uh, FDA-equivalent Health Canada uh, they call him Director General. I had to, uh, I had to, uh, I had to call him General, <laughs> and he, and uh, he said, you know what? I've been schooled, and we're going to take that blue man off the cover. That only was like three years ago. Oh, so wow. the the misinformation about the blue man was so powerful because Oprah was so popular. Yeah. Yet it's not the kind of silver that's out there today. And when you recognize that silver is going to make antibiotics a thousand times more effective while reversing antibiotic resistance, that's a godsend. Do you find since there was such a like bad press for a little while, is that tough to get people to my doctor suggests on, on your website to buy your silver? Is there a little bit of hesitancy there? It's merely education. Yeah. And in about two minutes of reading my book or in, in telling them that This is a safe product, a new technology that even Health Canada accepts and registers, and it's been in the journals of all all the major journals. Boy, immediately they come and go, wow, how could this benefit me for the 99% of my life that I don't have a medical crisis? This is a great tool for me, for my children, for my elderly people, and one of them that I love to get people's attention is I put it in a humidifier. So, you know, these little, oh, that's uh, a good idea. That's a you, really good idea. You take the reservoir that you fill up with water and it puts out a cool mist over you at night, fill it up with 20% liquid silver. The rest is distilled water and it vibrates at a frequency where this mist comes over you at night. You inhale it. You get the little particles of silver clear down into your lungs where drugs have a real difficult time going. So mom who has pneumonia or children who have the croup, they're getting a full uh, vaporized effect from it. Oh my gosh, it's just fantastic. Now, what are some of the benefits you've seen? Because when I started uh, snooping around on your websites and on YouTube uh, before you obviously came in here, 
I didn't even realize all the benefits of silver. And I started looking at my own things in my life and I'm like, wow, if I started using silver, I could help this and this and this. I'm sure you've seen a lot of things it's helped with, but what are a few things that you've uh, well, really... The number one thing it does is it assists the immune system by taking its workload off. So if you swallow two teaspoons twice a day of the liquid silver and it destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast first in your gut, then in your bloodstream as it circulates around, then it pools in your bladder, you've just kind of taken away all the obstacles that make the immune system work overtime all the time. Now the second half of the immune system can kick into play, which is rejuvenating your tissues. Regenerating and restoring cells one at a time is the job of the immune system. But today we live in a world that's so poisonous that the immune system is always fighting an infection and it doesn't always get to rejuvenation. So the benefit is it destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast inside and outside the body. The immune system then kicks in and gets to do its anti-aging benefits throughout the whole rest of the body. But imagine if that liquid silver or gel silver can stay in contact with a germ for two minutes, it's going to destroy it. So women who aren't getting help in their vaginal yeast infections because the doctor wrote an antibiotic or an antifungal and their problems go back and forth, they can actually take the silver gel, put it on a tampon, insert it at night. They're going to have silver inside that vaginal vault all night long, take it out in the morning, and you don't even have to know what the problem is because the silver will destroy the yeast and the bacteria, and the virus. And it only takes a couple of nights for women to get their vaginal health back under their control. But doesn't it kill good bacteria, though, too? Oh, that's a great question. The good bacteria are a different genet, what we call a genus and species. Genetically, the good bacteria sit in your intestines right after the stomach. And so they're exposed to this really acidic stomach acid all the time. And to survive that, they have a different coating around the bacteria. It's a milk fat coating, kind of like an M&M has a, a candy coating around the chocolate. Well, these good bacteria self-secrete or they produce a little milk fat coating so they can survive stomach acid. And the liquid silver is a water. It's a structured water, and water can't penetrate fats, hmm. so it just doesn't penetrate the membrane of the good bacteria, but destroys all the bad bacteria, viruses, and yeast. Uh, and here's how you know that. To doctors, when I teach this in the, in the medical conventions that I go to, they're like, yeah, but how will I know? How can I test it? It's very simple. If you took an antibiotic... In about a day and a half, you start to develop diarrhea because you've destroyed all of your good and bad bacteria, and it just rushes out of your body. But if you take silver, even in a quadruple dose, even for a long period of time, you don't develop diarrhea because it's evidence you're not killing your good bacteria. Doctors love that more than all the paperwork I can show them. <laughs> so it should help any kind of yeast or, what is it, candida, candida? overgrowths and all of that inside people's uh, stomach areas. I guess. Because yeah. that's what I think I've suffered with for a long time, and I've never found any cures for it. 
Well, yeast is in all of our intestines. Yeah. The resistant yeast we call candida, and we call it candida albicans. And right now in the news is candida auris, which is a yeast infection that 30% of the people that get die from. And they're going, wow, we better keep this under control. But, oh, we don't have a drug for it because it's grown resistant to all of our antifungal drugs. So, yeah, what happens is people that have a yeast problem in their gut – First of all, no. So if they eat something that's got any sweets in it at all, an hour later, they're going to be bloated. Yeah, that's me. And if you get bloated, you got to realize that's the production of gas that's coming from yeast that's fermenting, so to speak, the foods that are in your gut. Now, you're making homemade bread. Have you ever made homemade bread? Of course, Watch yeah. it get real nice and big. Have you ever forgot to put sugar in with the yeast and it doesn't rise? Oh, yeah. Ah, so that's the example I tell people when they talk about how can I know it's working? If you take silver and the next day you're not getting as much gas, you know you've destroyed a lot of the yeast. And that's exactly what happens. And so this is a terrific way to destroy the yeast. So you swallow about a capful, which is about an ounce of liquid silver morning and night. And you keep doing that for about five days. And then I, I admonish people or recommend that you take, uh, for the next two months, about 100 billion active cultures of probiotics. So now you're regrowing good bacteria because good bacteria actually keeps yeast under control as well. And you'll know in a day if it's working because you're producing less gas. What do you think of like fermented foods like sauerkraut? Well, sauerkraut. I eat a lot of that. Is that that's pretty good? No, huh? sauerkraut's a benefit because it yeah, produces yeah. that fermentation probi- is a probiotic. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't know your thoughts on it. If yeah, you thought, if oh, you it's a good it. thing, and anything that's a probiotic is going to help. And the research lately is showing that there's different types of probiotics that some work on anxiety, some work on mood disorders, some work on intestinal problems like uh, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, all these different things, and so probiotics. Their research is still coming. They're kind of in the same place that CBD oil is in. You know, there's CBD oil and people are like, oh, is that the kind that will give me hallucinations? And then there's no, there's the safe kind. But the drug world is researching CBD oil and they found 113 cannabinoids or active ingredients. Each one has a different benefit. One works on anxiety, one works on muscle tension, one works on pain, and they're going to become drugs. You watch, they're going to become drugs. But right now, we just take them all because we don't know better. What, what's your thoughts on CBD oil? CBD oil has done so many benefits for so many people that have pain. And when I was in, in my uh, medical school days, I remember taking a test on anatomy and physiology. You know, they have all the body parts laying out. It looks like a horror movie, Ooh, you know. Yeah. They have a number stuck with a pin on all of them, and you have to go, oh, oh, that's that's a brain cell or that's a muscle cell, and you have to give the exact name. Well, one of them was a cannabinoid receptor, and we found that there was a cannabinoid receptor in the brain, and it was the most common receptor of all receptor sites in the brain. And I thought... God didn't make a marijuana receptor site, yet here's this cannabinoid receptor. Then again in the heart, then again in the kidney. Then, And it dawned on me finally that if God's going to create us with the ability to be stimulated and, and you can take caffeine or you can take plants or you can just be mentally stimulated, you could eventually get to the point 
where you're so stimulated that you could literally blow out, have a nervous breakdown, have a heart that explodes. So God built a braking system, a pressure relief valve. And I think the reason we have more cannabinoid receptors throughout our body than any other system is because our brakes for calming down have to be stronger than the ability to stimulate. So here's these receptors throughout the whole body. And when you take them naturally, you get a calming effect. So the benefits have been there. People are using them. In fact, did you know that kava kava, an herb, has the same kind of cannabinoids in it that will calm the body because of all those receptors? Then you've got mushrooms that have that same cannabinoid in it. In fact, did you know chocolate? Chocolate has cannabinoids in it. So people that say, I have an emotional response from chocolate. They're getting it from the cannabinoids in the chocolate that are activating the cannabinoid receptors. And so when people go, I can't take that marijuana stuff. That's not good for you. (laughs) And yet they're all addicted to chocolate. I just laugh because it's the same chemistry. Have you ever seen anybody like this? Especially women seem to have this. Oh my gosh. I was sitting here feeling very validated when you said that. I'm like, I could eat chocolate all day, every day. And it just like, oh. see, and I'm not a chocolate person. I know. And I, I never got it. I, I never like understood that. Chocolate. I mean, who doesn't like a Hershey's bar? Right. right. I mean, that's mm. just delicious. I like the dark, but, bitter stuff. Ah, see, that's not my, <laughs> my cup stuff. of tea, but, uh, yeah, but you know, what's happening is she's describing the physiology of somebody who has a very efficient cannabinoid receptor system in her brain, in her heart. So you're in saying her- I don't have an efficient one. Then I'm saying that yours is being covered by something else. And most of the time I could go right to the gut and find out somebody has a long-term bacterial infection that's sending neurotransmitters to the brain saying, every day we got a problem, we got a problem. And it's soaking the brain in serotonin and dopamine and other neurotransmitters that are masking the ability to calm those transmitters down. So I can almost always say when someone doesn't love chocolate or doesn't get an emotional response, I can almost always find that there's an inflammatory or bacterial <laughs> response in their gut. Is it that's that masking it. Is, is that the case with you? I, I, I oh. would I would say so. Yeah, I mean my, sure. my gut problems for are, sure. are We've been trying to we've been yeah. trying to narrow it down for a few years. Yeah, no, it's longer. it's been crazy. It's been one of those things like about four years, maybe five years ago. Now I eliminated gluten, even though I was tested for for celiac, and they came back negative. And I'm like, I still have issues with wheat, and I used to love drinking beer, and I just anyway. So I, I cut that out, and I noticed it helped out a lot. But it's still like I've always just had that. Eh, we don't need my listeners well, to get well, all like. Well, if super, you're asking, yeah, no, I'm asking. If you're asking, yeah, 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 I no, want to give you a little bit of advice. Here. Let's do it. I mean, that's what, why we brought you on. What no. you just described. Well, this is going to you personally. Is it okay yeah. if you're that vulnerable for let's, a minute? Let's let's get vulnerable. Let's open up. Let's get. Is vulnerable. that okay? Yeah, well, yeah. The first thing you described here is when you say celiac, that means your intestinal lining gets inflamed whenever it gets exposed to grains. You talked about beer. You talked about other foods and breads. And and if you feed it sugar, it's even way worse. Okay, well, what's happened is we're finding out 30 years ago is Monsanto developed a product, and it was for the farmers. And they went out there, and it's called glycerate. And they went out there, and they sprayed all the wheat the day before harvest because wheat carries a little water and guess what they gets what we call rust on the wheat well that's just a fungus and a little bacteria grows on it and they could lose their whole crop so monsanto said here for free 
we're going to let you spray all these crops. So they sprayed all the wheat and they got overnight 18% bigger Hmm. by weight. So they're going to get more money for it. Number two, no rust, no bacteria, no mold. So they increased their crop by like 40%. They're like, hey, we're doing this. Well, nobody realized for 30 years we've been just in the dark that all of our wheat, whether it's organic, whether it's natural, whatever it is, has been sprayed with this product. And guess what it is? When I went back and looked at it and I looked at the chemistry of it, it's an antibiotic. Well, sure, it kills bacteria, They learned that if they sprayed this antibiotic on all their wheat a day or two before harvest, they'll get a bigger harvest and it won't go bad. Why wouldn't they do that? Well, now what's happened is everything that you described to me sounds like 20, 30, 40 years of eating wheat that's been coated with an antibiotic has made your gut lining antibiotic resistant. And probably, yeah. And because of that, you're now getting inflammatory responses to the exact thing it came from, the grains. Well, and that's why I, I enjoy doing the keto diet so much. I don't know how, how familiar you are with keto. I, oh boy, do I know the keto, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's because I'm el- I've eliminated the sugar. Yep. I don't have the grains. I, you know, it's very simple, a lot of meat, a lot of eggs, and those, those agree healthy with- Healthy fats. The healthy fats, the MCT oils, all of oh, that. Oh, yeah. And it agrees with me, and it's, it's actually helped my gut a lot and helped my stomach and, and helped it I don't go down. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. my, my belly used to just be, you know, just. Well, what's happened is you've taken away the cause of inflammation, sugars, grains, antibiotics that were on it, all that stuff. And so your body is trying to get a leg up on it and get under control again. I see people that are, uh, that are allergic to grains and, and all these different allergies, food allergies they are allergic to milk. They're allergic to different things. They take it out of their life and they just don't eat it again. And they just like, oh, I crave it a little bit here, but I can live without it. Yet we're finding that some people can use silver and probiotics in a wise way. And they can actually reverse all the symptoms of the inflammation that's going on. So with what you're doing, you are probably as frustrated as anybody knowing that you can't just freely eat anything you want anytime you want. How does that make you feel? It's horrible. I mean, Chrissy has to deal with it, living with me, making dinners, making all this stuff. And it's like, sorry, I'll just make some eggs again. Yeah. Well, I even, I even try to make a lot of like keto desserts and fat bombs and things that I'm like, this is keto approved. There's no sugar and it still aggravates, you know? And so I'm just like, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't so know how to help. Back, back to your silver, I can go onto your website, mydoctorsuggest.com, get some of this silver ordered. You think it, I mean, obviously you can't 100% say it's going to help, but you think it might. Well, you need to be your own doctor. Yeah, true. And if, you, if I were you, I would take the silver liquid first. Okay. And I would swallow about one ounce, which is a capful. one capful morning and night for five days. And see what it does. That's a silver cleanse. It's going to destroy bad bacteria right now and yeast. And then... Will you see like the, the what do they call it? Yeast uh, growth? Oh, grow. like the Herxheimer effect? Yeah, like get to that see cleansing. it get, get rid of it, right? <laughs> well, the thing about silver is because it leaves behind the stem cells to regrow damaged tissue, we don't see the big Herxheimer effect. Okay. We don't see a big change. We don't have a big diarrhea or any of that kind of thing. But... Five days of that silver cleanse is valuable, followed by these probiotics that you're going to be taking. Now, on day six, day seven, 
immediately you'll be going, I have less gas, I have less bloating, I can get this under control. Here's the biggest problem though. About 60 days into this, people are feeling so good and they start to nibble and they start to have just a touch and nothing went wrong. So I can like have a, a little food, more. Like like bread or just something. Yes, yeah. they start nibbling on stuff that they, and you know what? A donut. You know, and the reason I know this is because my dad is this person <laughs> <laughs> and, and my brother is this person and they'll be just getting it under control and they'll be just fine. And the next thing you know, we're at a family dinner and he's like, oh, just give me that roll and I'm going to put this jelly on it. And, you know, I don't have that problem anymore. And sure enough, he'll eat like there's no problem for about two weeks. And guess what happens? It comes back. You can predict it, can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes back. He has a problem. And all of a sudden, he gets to go through that same cycle again. And it works. But the problem is people get so confident uh, that it's gone and it's not gone. It's just under control. But isn't mm-hmm. that great to know you can get it under control? Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to start taking some of this yeah. silver. Now, would you take probiotics at the same time as a silver or back off the probiotics during the five days? You can take them at the same time if you'd like, but I think you just as well take a full cleanse with silver for five days first, nope. then bring on the probiotics for the next two months. Why do you think that benefits? What's the benefit? The reason there? why is because I don't know everything it's going to be destroying and probiotics are alive bacteria. And so part of the silver is going to mix with that probiotic. And I don't know, but I believe that some of that probiotic bacteria will be destroyed in the presence of the silver, which means you're taking away the power of the silver at the same time. So you're just getting nothing from the probiotic and nothing from the silver. Take them separate for five days and then you can mix them. What do you think about people using liquid silver to clean? I, I've met people who will actually have it in a spray bottle and clean their kitchens with it oh, interesting. As, a, as a natural alternative. That's what I do. And here's why that matters. Six days ago, the FDA came out with a ruling and it was a ban. You know, when the FDA bans something, it's usually pretty solid. Yeah. Well, on Monday of this week, the FDA banned 28 ingredients found in cleaning agents, hand sanitizers. And what they're finding is that they destroy a lot of the germs but the germs they don't destroy are getting bigger and bigger and we call them super germs and then we can't kill them at all so the fda banned 28 of the 31 ingredients found in hand sanitizers just six days ago why they're harmful some of them are cancer causing some of them are anyways the bottom line is michigan University School of Medicine, the Division of Public Health, came out with a recommendation that recommendation that silver is the alternative. So silver in a spray bottle is exactly what the whole FDA is l- pushing us towards indirectly. Nice. Now, what that means is I take liquid silver, I put it in a spray bottle, and I spray it on my countertop, and I let it stand for one minute. In other words, I spray the whole counter all the way around the kitchen. One minute later, I go back and I wipe it all up. Now, here's why that is important. We're used to just spraying something with alcohol in it and wiping it right up, thinking it killed all the germs. Well, it didn't. We needed to let it stand. And even then, it wouldn't destroy all the germs, but silver will. 
So you spray it on the countertops, let it stand for one minute, then wipe it up. It's fantastic. I put it in my uh, washing machine. I put it in all kinds of different cleanings and cleansings. And the athletes that I work with, they spray it in their armpits because it kills the bacteria that causes odor. Moms, are you listening? Moms, are you listening? You know those stinky tennis shoes your teenager has? Spray it in there. The odor is either fungal or bacterial in 30 seconds. Yeah, I said it. 30 seconds, little spray bottle of liquid silver right on that stinky tennis shoe, right in the sole. In 30 seconds, you'll have the odor under control. Not just the odor masked with a a sweet scent. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to destroy the cause. See, I'm fascinated to try that for like armpits uh, instead of deodorant because I, I do know every morning that I put on antiperspirant that it could be cancer causing. Yeah, I know that. Chlorhydrate. I don't even, I don't even, and I but grew like, up by a hippie mom. You like know? like I, a lot of women will get, from what I've heard, will get breast cancer from using antiperspirant for too long. Yeah. And so, even if you don't, the fear takes up 10% of your brain all the time. Exactly. You're now, always you, thinking about it. Would you dilute this that you're spraying on your counters or putting in the no. washer just straight, straight Nope, silver? I'd just take it right out of the bottle and screw a spray nozzle on the top and use it just well, how like- how cheap is this silver? It must be, I mean, that's got to be kind of expensive. 16 ounces, so uh-huh. it's the size of a large water bottle. Yeah. And the price is, I'd love to say I know exactly, yeah, but I know you know, they won't let me need, sell yeah. anything, but yeah. you know, you're in the 40s. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But I mean, if, so it's, if, it's an gonna, affordable object. Yeah. If it's going to benefit something though, you might as well use it. I well, mean, imagine you can use it on your body. It's so safe. You can spray it right in your eyes. Hey, here's a topic. Yeah. Did you know when you're born, the medical doctors take you in the first five minutes of your life, right after they've cut the cord and they take an eyedropper and they put liquid silver drops in the baby's eyes, in your eyes, in everybody's eyes. Why? It destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast. See, no antibiotic will do that. No man-made drug will do that. And they still put liquid drops of silver in a newborn's baby eyes, the most vulnerable organ of your body, the most vulnerable time of your life. Before you even eat, you get liquid silver put right in your eyes. How's that for safe? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much nail in the coffin for safety there. You've also written, you said, 60 books? Uh, I don't know, maybe more. <laughs> so Okay, so and I'm holding one of them right now, which is A New Fighting Chance Silver Solution. Can people buy these books of yours on your website as well, or mostly Amazon, or what? There's two places. One is on my website, mydoctorsuggests.com. And uh, the best place that's even cheaper, oops, I didn't say that, did I? It's even cheaper is Amazon.com. And you're looking for The Silver Solution, Dr. Gordon Pedersen. And you can buy it there. You can buy it uh, best on Amazon.com. And I'll put the links for that at IamSaltLake.com as uh, well with this episode show notes so people can check it out. Because, I mean, I'm sure this thing, I haven't read it yet. I want to read it after we're done here today. But I'm sure it's chock full of information. Oh, yeah. There's over, there's over 200 medical references in the back to document those for people wow. who want to go, oh, yeah, this is valid stuff. So you got 30 or 40 pages of science, mm. and then it starts with A to Z, acne, bronchitis. You know, it just goes on and on and on through all the 480 different issues and how to use silver. So even if you don't read the book, as soon as you get that croup, you're going to go grab the book. You're going to open up to the sea. You're going to look up croup and you're going to go, oh, let's see. It says I should spray some and suck on a lozenge and drink this much. Okay, I can do that. That's it. It's not, con- it's not any more difficult than that. 
Now, how many hours do you have in your day? Because I only have 24 <laughs> hours. How do you how do you do all this stuff, Gordon? That's what I don't understand. I mean, you are invented you, a time machine, are you, didn't you? amazing at time management or or what? There's some things I'm really good at and there's some things I'm really bad at. And I try to get help at those things. Sometimes I like to get in a place where my brain's going about 10 times faster than normal. Have you ever done that? That's me on a daily basis. Is that, and you get in this place and you're just going, you're going, you're going. And then I go home and my wife's like, oh, you're worthless for the next hour. And I slow down and I calm down. And I enjoy doing that more than I should probably. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a hobby to get into a high speed brain function. <laughs> and I don't do caffeine and I don't do any stimulants of any kind. Wow. I never have. Wow. I don't want to. I don't need to. And, uh, you just suck on a lot of those lozenges. I, the love, silver. The, I love those silver lozenges. They're so great for my voice and for my overall wellness. And, uh, more than anything, I guess I really enjoy helping people. I went to Africa for one reason, and that's because I just wanted to help the children that were dying. And that was a genuine part of me. And I think everyone has that. I think everyone has that, but everyone doesn't have time. And for a short period of my life, I had time. Yeah. And I learned that my favorite thing is helping other people. One lady said to me, I've been sharing the silver with people now for a year do you know what it feels like to be the answer to somebody's prayer? And I thought, wow, that, that touched me really deeply that I could play a role in her life. We're going to shift gears here a little bit. There's a few Salt Lake City related questions, Gordon, that we ask on the podcast. And I mean, I know we can go into a lot more depth on silver and all of that, but uh, I got to ask these questions. Otherwise our listeners will get upset with me. But (laughs) if somebody was visiting, say family's visiting the area, and I know you're down in like, Utah County area, right? Is right. That, just yeah. Alpine area. Okay. So if somebody's visiting, what's the Gordon tour? Like, is there anything you take them oh, to, wow. to show them like an area of town or a hike or camping or what, what's Gordon's tour here? Well, Monday I have a friend coming in from Vancouver and my tour that I'm taking him on is first of all, I'm going to the Tulip Festival at Thanksgiving Park at Thanksgiving Point. And I got to tell you, it is beautiful And something like that just gets a chance to walk and talk. And iconically, there's a lot of big city things in Salt Lake City, and it's all around Temple Square. Got to do Temple Square, And there's lots of mountain things that I love to do. And I took my wife. We went skiing with somebody who came and visited us just a few weeks ago. So mine mine would be places like a short hike up to Donut Falls uh, or Thanksgiving Point or Temple Square. Those are the three unique kind of places I think that Utah, uh, Salt Lake has to offer. I love it. What about favorite local eating spots, right? We all have a favorite place that we like to go out to eat, dinner, lunch with a friend by ourselves. Is there one or two places that Gordon likes? I love P.F. Chang's. My wife and I yeah. love the lettuce wraps, and and uh, we we just love going there to talk and to eat. And people can get really really healthy, or they can they can get all meat, whatever they'd like. And it's it's my favorite place to eat. I love it. Would you change anything about the area? Oh my gosh, I don't know that that's fair to ask. That's a big question, <laughs> I, right? That that's a two two sided question. That says I don't like something about it and want it changed. I think if I could change anything, it would be uh, surrounding traffic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I have one allergy, 
and it's waiting in line. I know that's just sarcasm. <laughs> and it's but getting worse I, and worse. I fifteen is just it is getting, getting really bad. I just don't care for the traffic sometimes, and my life is starting to change. Are you guys the same way? Certain hours of the day, I'm just not going to go drive anywhere. Oh yeah, you'll be like, I'll just go. I'll wait two hours because I'll get there faster. Yeah. Like if you leave now or wait two hours, you're still going to get there at the same time. And it used to never be that way. It used to be like it would take 20 minutes to get to Draper. You Mm -hmm. knew no matter what time of day you left from downtown to Draper, for example, Ikea. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get there in 20 minutes. So I guess I can't really change traffic. I guess I could choose to change my attitude about traffic, but I'd really rather change traffic. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll just hope they build better infrastructure to handle it, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's probably true. Well, I've had a heck of a conversation here with you today, Gordon. And again, I know we barely touched the surface. I, I wanted to get into depth on silver, and that's that's what I be, I think we really did a good job of that. Again, mydoctorsuggest.com. Go check that out. And I'll have your bio. I mean, you have an incredible bio here that we can – I'm going to throw up here. I mean, even some of the you know the original co-author of Chicken Soup for the Enriched Soul. I mean, get out of town. I mean, not, <laughs> not very often do we get to sit down with an author of that. Is there anything, though, that you wanted to make sure we talked about oh, yeah, on the I podcast? I want to thank Salt Lake City for being here for Jonas Salk, the greatest medical researcher in our lifetime. And he developed the cure for polio. And people don't know this about Salt Lake, but I want you to know that when he was still alive, he had the Salk Institute right up by the University of Utah. And when I was getting my immunology PhD and doing my cardiology internship, Jonas Salk was my major professor. So I got to study under him. I got to learn what he had and his heart that was filled with everything I do is for the good of the people. And you know what? Salt Lake needs to realize that we had Jonas Salk here doing research for the entire world, and he was so unselfish that he turned the polio vaccine out into the market without patenting it so that no one could overcharge for it. And I just want you to know Salt Lake should take credit for that, and I got to be his graduate student and learn from him in that process. The unselfishness of medical research comes from Salt Lake City. That's very cool. That's really cool. Very, I had I'm no glad, idea. I'm glad you shared that with us today, Gordon. What's the best way for listeners to reach out to you, Gordon? I have a website, mydoctorsuggests.com. And so the website we've been mentioning, I guess, is the easiest one to get a hold of you. Is there like a, a email address on there, I guess, to get a hold of you? or yeah, just that, That's the best through, way. Through and the there's a way. lot of contacts. There's a lot of funnels. In fact, if you do buy product from us, some of the silver liquid gel or other, uh, we'll give you one of my books for free and you'll just download it. We okay. won't, we won't right. send you a hard copy. You can just push click and you can get one of the entire books, a, a bestseller, come right to you on your computer immediately for participating. And there's a lot of great uh, educational videos that you put out on that site too that were I was having fun watching. They're pretty good. <laughs> I would like to know, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would it be? I hope everybody will realize that your body will heal itself If you give it the proper tools, that's a God-given privilege. And that if you take responsibility, you will find improvement. It might be a lifetime of, of learning, but like me, I've been learning for a lifetime. And it has absolutely been a joy because my greatest joys come when I get to help other people. I know you guys that were listening, 
when you improve your life by finding out new and innovative things, you're going to help 200 more people uh, on average. And so I hope in that way we'll spread the message. Many thanks again to Dr. Gordon Pedersen for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can find all the links to connect with him by visiting our website at IamSaltLake.com forward slash 383. Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. And it is that time of the podcast, weekly recommendation time. We need a little jingle there. I think I said that in the last episode, and I'm going to keep saying that until (laughs) I come up with a jingle. I can just start singing random things. Or maybe a listener. We'll come up with hey, a jingle, right? good idea. It is weekly recommendation time. Do you want to go first or do I go first? We never decide this before we start We never start do, recording. but let me go first. Can oh, I go okay. first? Okay, okay, so we, you actually introduced me to a new podcast. We went on a road trip to Colorado for our anniversary. Yeah, like, well, two years. So our two-year two year wedding anniversary, anniversary was yeah. this last week, May 20th. I realized we didn't even acknowledge this on the last episode. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, now we're acknowledging it. Now we're acknowledging it. Happy two years. We went on a road trip to Colorado, Grand Mm -hmm. Junction area. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. And we had a lot of time, obviously, while we were driving. So you introduced me to a podcast called Kill Tony. And I cannot believe that I didn't even know this podcast existed. The podcast just came to Salt Lake City, actually. I I'm so bummed out that I didn't go check it. I wish we would have gone because it's... So what it is, it's two stand-up comedians and a couple of others who are the band, right? They allow people in the audience to put their names in a bucket, pull out the name, and then the person can come up and they have 60 seconds of uninterrupted stage time for them to do a, a comedy set. And then they talk to the comedians. And it is probably the most brilliant thing I've ever listened to. Well, I, I love it. I think I think you understand it better than a lot of people since you yeah. used to do stand-up comedy. I think so. I mean, you know, going to open mic is really painful. And this is like going to open mic and making it the most fun way you could possibly watch an open mic ever. Is it inspiring you to get up and do stand-up comedy again? It really is. Ugh, that's the hard part. You know, it makes me want to get up on stage so bad. What, it makes me want to write. What would it take? To get you to do an open mic. I think our listeners would come out and see you do some open mic. I think if some of our listeners reached out and told me that they would come. I think they already are (laughs) reaching out. Hey, I got my weekly recommendation this week is an interesting one. So my weekly recommendation is for people that have tried CBD oil sublingually. Is that how you say it? Sublingually? When you put it underneath your tongue, which I've tried. And to be honest with you, I haven't had a ton of results from it. I felt like it's like, well, is it working? Is it not working? However, everybody always told me to vape CBD, right? Vape it, vape it, vape it. So I finally vaped it this last week yeah, or a couple of weeks, within the last couple of weeks, I finally vaped it. And oh my gosh, night and day differences. It uh, definitely is a game changer for me in the CBD world. So if you're one of those people that you're like, well, I'm on the fence. I like it. I like the idea of CBD oil. Try vaping it. Yeah. Especially if you have anxiety. It is incredible. Incredible. It is uh, uh, really incredible. So, yeah. And then stop Empire. Empire yeah. Merchandise, where we record our podcast, 680 South State Street. Stop on in. Cody or uh, my brother Rob, if he's here, any of those guys can help you out uh, get a CBD vape uh, set up. Yeah. That's but where we get ours. Anyway. Hey, I do want to mention. I am going to be hosting a podcast retreat 
this summer in Park City. This is going to be incredible, you guys. It's going to be three days where only uh, we're only going to allow 11 people to come on this retreat. And it's going to be a really big, intensive uh, three days where we're going to take your concept. So say you just have an idea of a podcast. Say you don't even have that idea. We're going to help you discover what your niche is going to be to actually launching that podcast after the three days. And then, of course, we're going to be doing other fun things like uh, maybe some four-wheeling, shooting guns. I don't know, doing cool things, cool Park City things. I don't know. I I teamed up with uh, Nonstop Adventures. You can send me an email though, chris at imsaltlake.com. I'll give you more information and all the information on how to apply uh, for this three-day podcast retreat. It's going to be the last weekend in August. I made the mistake. I didn't even pull those dates up in front of me. So anyway, just email me if you're interested. Also, stickers We just recently made some rainbow pride stickers, right? June is pride month here in uh, Utah. And so we made some pride stickers and we only printed a hundred of them and we would love to get them in your hands. And we have figured out the best way to do this. As much as I would love to just mail them to everybody, I can't cover postage costs uh, out of my pocket. So it would be nice if you can Venmo or PayPal us $5 to cover shipping. We'll mail you some stickers, like three, four stickers or something like that, whatever we have uh, for recent stickers. Uh, you can just PayPal us just chris at imsaltlake.com or just imsaltlake on Venmo. And and do it because there's only a hundred, right? Well, so the rainbow one. Quick. And if you're listening yeah. to this, maybe a year down the road, we'll just mail you whatever stickers we yeah. have at the time. True. Just, if we make whatever stickers we have, you're going to get a surprise. Just right? Venmo. I am Salt Lake. Include a little note in there that that five dollars is for stickers. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and then of course your current mailing address. That's always helpful. And that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to support our show sponsors: Five Wives Vodka, Market Source Real Estate, Energy Healing Conference, and KRCL. We'll have links for all of them at our website under the notes for this episode, which you can always find at IamSaltLake.com. And just one more simple request, make sure to share this podcast with one friend this week. Every episode you listen to, share with one friend. That's the only way we're going to get this podcast bigger and bigger and bigger. Our advertising budgets are kind of slim, as you probably can guess. So if each one of you can just uh, share with a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, your buddy at church, I don't care. Yeah, grassroots movement, man. (laughs) And if you want to send us anything, you can always send us letters and packages to P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. Hey, you have a great week. Get out and enjoy some sunshine. Enjoy the city, support local, and we're going to see you next week on that next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.